good to see everybody tonight. I hope everybody has had a, a good week so far this week. We are continuing right along in the book of uh, Revelation. I'm so used to saying Revelation. We are continuing that, but not today. We're continuing the book of Philippians. We started this uh, journey in Philippians some months back. And this uh, verse that we're going to look at tonight about being content with Christ, that's what kind of uh, spurred on the whole thing. And uh, that's what kind of uh, got me thinking about and uh, going through the book of Philippians. And so we have finally made it to that verse, which many of you may know, but if you don't, no worries there. Uh, you're going to get to learn it tonight. But uh, we're going to be talking a little bit tonight about uh, being content with Christ, being content uh, with Jesus. And before we start it, I had a little song that I really like. And, and when I hear it, it kind of makes me think about uh, being content with just Jesus alone, not what the world has to offer, not the things that compete for our attention, not the things that will leave us wanting more, but when we uh, find that we are content with Jesus, that there is nothing else matters, and that that should be what we strive for, is to have a closer relationship with Jesus and to do our best to be obedient to what God's commands are and God's words are. So, you guys just sit back and relax. This is a song by Jeremy Camp. And it is entitled, Give Me Jesus.
Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight and we thank you that we can come into your house tonight and we can worship you. And I pray that God, just listening to the words of that song, that that would be uh, the desire of our heart to seek Jesus, to have Jesus as the is the focal point, is the center point of our life, God, that we would a desire for that to be what's most important for us, that we would not be sidetracked with the things of the world, dear Lord, that would always leave us wanting more, but that we would be fully content and fully satisfied with Jesus, who is everything that we need. So help us to realize that tonight as we read your word. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, we are getting pretty close to the end of the book. Should be finishing it up in a couple weeks, Lord willing. Philippians chapter 4, verse 10 through 14. Last week we talked about uh, Paul was telling the people of Philippi that they needed to focus on, on what was right, on what was good, on what was commendable, what was uh, just, what was lovely. Uh, he said, look, if there's any good thing, uh, if there's anything moral, if there's any moral excellence, if there is any praise, uh, then we need to focus on those things. And we need to uh, do that as Christians. We need to focus on uh, what is good that God's Word has taught us and God has uh, placed in our path. And we need to remember that God is worthy of praise. And so we need to uh, dwell on those things. So he was uh, beginning to close the letter out a little bit last week because he, he started off saying, finally, brothers, he's, he's drawing to an end of the book. And so in these... The last few verses of the book of Philippians in chapter 4, uh, he gives us some more good advice just as he has done uh, through the book up to this point. In verse 10 it says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that once again you renewed your care for me. You were, in fact, concerned about me but lacked the opportunity to show it. And so here we have uh, Paul rejoicing again in the fact that the people of Philippi were helping him. And we've talked about that, that Paul was constantly on this missionary journey. He was constantly going from town to town to make new disciples, to tell people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there were those who were supporting him along the way. I'm sure that there were others besides Philippi, probably. But we know for sure that Philippi uh, was doing that. And he is rejoicing again. He is giving them some thanks for what they have done for him. And he said, you were, in fact, concerned about me, but lacked the opportunity to show it. So I don't know exactly what he means there, but I believe probably what he is saying is, uh, you guys, you always had a desire to help me, you wanted a desire to help me, and then all of a sudden this opportunity arose and they said, this is where we can help, this is where we can sin, this is where we can do something. And so that opportunity had presented itself. And we see that sometimes as a church or sometimes in our own personal life. Maybe we just feel like we're just praying to God, saying, God, I want an opportunity to serve. I want something to do. Put somebody in my path that I can love on, that I can help. And almost always, God is going to put opportunities in our path, whether it be in our personal life or whether it be as a church. God will open doors for us that we can serve, that we can uh, help people who are on mission. And we see that, I believe, all the time just in our community and just in our church. And I think that that's probably the situation that was going on here with Paul. 
Paul. These people, uh, they had a love for him. They had a desire to help him. They heard that he was in prison. They heard that he was on this missionary journey. And so uh, they had sent uh, Epaphroditus, that crazy name that we learned a few weeks ago. They had sent him to take stuff. And Paul was thanking them for what they had done uh, by helping him out, by uh, sending him some material things along the way. He goes on to say in verse 11, I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I'm in. So I think what Paul is saying there is he's not, he wasn't asking for a handout. He wasn't begging for things. He wasn't saying, oh, please help me. I really need it. I'm in help. Paul was appreciative that they did help. But what is key that we need to understand from these verses tonight is where Paul was at spiritually in his life. And he said that he had learned to be content in whatever circumstances he was in. Now that's pretty unbelievable. Because I ain't learned how to be content in very many circumstances at all. And I got it pretty good, right? I mean, I've got a, a home and air in the summertime and heat in the wintertime. I've got a reliable car that I don't have to worry about. I don't have to worry about having a meal to eat. I had lunch and I'm going to have dinner whenever we leave church tonight. We're already doing much better than most of the people in the world. And yet, if you guys are like me, I'm ashamed because I struggle with it. It seems like that there's always a want for more. If I just had a little more money, if I just had a little better health insurance, if I just had a little faster computer or a better TV or whatever it may be in our life, if our church just had a little bit bigger screens, if our classrooms here were just a little bigger, if my family situation wasn't quite so bad, if, if my kids could just make A's in school instead of B's, there's always, it just seems like we want a little more. If I could just have a little more, everything would be better. And you know, that is, a, that is a tactic of the devil. Because you can never, ever get enough unless what you're seeking is Jesus. And when you seek Jesus, he fulfills all that you need, all that you desire, even if you don't realize what you desire. While the devil will put these worldly desires in our heart and he will make us think that is what we need, it is only Jesus that can fill that Jesus-sized hole in our heart. It is only He that can give us that contentment that we need. Because things of the world can be taken away. Things of the world are never going to be good enough because next year something better is going to come out. You can go out and buy the coolest car in the world. It can be beautiful. It can be so nice with all this stuff. And then the next year they're going to go and they're going to make the new one look a little better. And you're going to look at yours and you're going to say, I got this whole piece of junk. You get a good TV, a good cell phone, a good whatever it's going to be, and next year they're going to make a better one. And boy, I'm the world's worst at saying, man, this thing I got is a piece of junk. And that's what the devil wants to make us do. We are never uh, content, it seems like. But when we begin to seek Jesus Christ, when we begin to seek what really matters... When we begin to go to Him for our problems, when we begin to say, look, these worldly things are not important, then we find a sense of fulfillment. And Paul had found that. This ain't a guy who was living a life of luxury like we are, and I know we may not like to use that term. We say, we're not kings and queens. Oh, yeah, we are. We're living a life of luxury, whether we realize it or not. Paul was in prison probably when he wrote this letter. Paul was not living a luxurious life. Paul probably didn't have much food to eat. He probably didn't, uh, wasn't well clothed most of the time. 
But yet he said he has learned the secret to being content. He has learned to be content in all circumstances. Let's read a little further in verse 12. I know both how to have a little and I know how to have a lot. Praise the Lord that sometimes we do have a lot. It's good. God blesses us. God, at, at, at times in our life, we've probably all struggled. We've had a hard time making ends meet. And we weren't sure how things were going to work out. And there have been times in life where we had a little, and albeit what seems like a little to us is still riches in the eyes of most of the world. But uh, Paul is saying, look, I know how to have a little, and I know how to have a lot. He's experienced both things. He goes on to say, In any and all circumstances I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. Now, this is important because a lot of times we quote this next verse and we, uh, we forget the verse before. And I think it's always important. Well, I don't think it is always important for us always to read God's Word in context. And when you read these few verses in context, it help us to, uh, helps us to understand a little more the importance of what Paul is saying here. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Paul is able to do all things through him, that is Christ. He's able to do all things through Christ who strengthens him because he has learned to be content in Christ because Christ is who he is going to for guidance. Jesus Christ is who he is going to for comfort. Jesus Christ is who he is going to for his strength. He has learned the secret to being content and the secret to being content, I'm going to tell you the secret, is Jesus Christ. And Paul has made Jesus the center point, the focal point of his life. And so Paul realizes that no matter what comes up in his life, no matter how good or how bad the situation, he is going to be content in all circumstances because it is Jesus Christ who strengthens him. And we as Christians can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. But we have to be seeking him. We have to be living for Him. We have to be trusting Him. We can't live like the devil and then quote this verse and say, Oh, I get it. Christ is going to strengthen me. If we're not seeking Christ for our strength, we have to be seeking Jesus alone for our contentment, for our strength, for our guidance, for everything that we need in life. And when we do that, we find that strength that Paul has found here. And we can say boldly with confidence, that we can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. And that's pretty awesome. Because there are a lot of things that come up in our life. There are a lot of tough times that come up in our life. Whether it's something simple or whether it's something extreme, whether we're trying to build up the courage to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with a co-worker or share the gospel in a foreign country where our life may be at risk, whatever situation God puts us in, when we are fully content with Jesus Christ, we have the strength we need and the boldness we need to go out and do what God called us to do. And we see that firsthand in Paul's writing. 
I've said this a number of times as we've gone through the book of Philippians. Paul is not just giving us good advice that he is not living out. Paul is living out the advice that he's given us. Paul is not sitting on a golden throne with a crown on his head with somebody feeding him grapes and fanning him saying, well, I've learned the secret no matter what the bad situation. No, this is a guy who's in a bad situation. And he's saying, look, I'm going to get through this because of Jesus Christ. He goes on to say a little further, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Still, you did well by sharing with me in my hardship. Now, Paul knows where his strength strength comes from, but there was still a need there that was met by his brothers and sisters in Christ. And I praise the Lord that that we as a church get to, uh, that I get to serve at a church that we have that heart that we can help people in need. And we don't want to let that go to our head. We don't want to be proud and think we are somehow holier than thou or we are somehow some kind of super church. God has blessed us and it is to God that we give the glory. And we're just on this journey together. And I think it's great that God has brought us together to be on this journey and to do good works to help those in need. But along our journey, we need to realize that we are going to face some difficulties in our life. And we need to know where to go to for our strength. And the devil is going to tell you to go to something in the world, to find some comfort, to find some strength with some materialistic worldly thing. But Paul tells us, and all of Scripture tells us, that we need to go no further than Jesus. That we need to seek Jesus. As the song said, In the morning when I rise, when I am alone, and when I am about to die, give me Jesus. You can have this old world, but give me Jesus. And that was the mindset of Paul. He wasn't worried about the world. He was worried about serving Jesus, and he was worried about the rest of the world coming to know the Jesus who he had grown to be content in. And we need to strive to do the same. Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight and we thank you for for Paul. What a faithful servant. And we thank you for just giving us your word, dear Lord. What a blessing it is that you give us uh, these words inspired by you, written by Paul, that we can just learn about you, Lord. That it can reshift our focus, God, because sometimes things... Uh, get out of focus and we uh, look at the world and we look at things of the world and that's when things uh, become hazy to us but when we refocus our sight upon Jesus things become clear things make sense to us dear Lord and we find the joy and a peace that can only come through him And so dear Lord God I just thank you for uh, blessing us you do but help us not to love the blessing more than the blesser which is you dear Lord I pray that you would help us to be content with Jesus. And I ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.